Tonight on Truth Today, we're going to be discussing the end time outpouring of God's Spirit. Again, are we witnessing revival? And the, re the thing that we need to revive is the fear of the Lord in our midst. We're going to be also discussing the COVID fraud, the attempt of the enemy to try to disrupt our DNA and how our DNA is actually based upon the word of Yahweh, the name of Yahweh. We're going to be discussing the globalist agenda to enslave us. By their own words, they tell us they want to be our masters. We'll be talking about the possible war with Russia, China, and the U.S. That and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us tonight on Truth Today. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian with Truth and Love Ministry. We're so excited that you can be with us. If you are a first-time uh, viewer to the show, welcome. Thank you for finding us. I praise God that you found us. If you've been with us for over a year now, I can't believe that it's been over a year since we've been doing these shows. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for staying with us. And thank you for helping to get the word out. Speaking of getting the word out, please visit our website, tilministry.com, tilministry.com. We are committed to pursuing the truth and speaking the truth in love. We have lots of information on there that I'll talk about later in the show. Also, uh, please visit our Rumble page. Those of you who are on Rumble right now, we welcome you, rumble.com slash Hadian. If you're on our website, uh, check out our Rumble page and subscribe, please. That is where we upload all our shows. And of course, we're live streaming tonight to both platforms, Rumble and our website. So you can watch us on either one of those. We are still working on some of the um, glitches on Rumble. Uh, we're working on our stream. I know at last on Tuesday, some were having some problems with the buffering. Um, not sure if that's on our side or Rumble side, but uh, bear with us and we're still working on trying to tweak everything. But we're excited that we can go to both platforms um, for this program. Now tonight, I want to jump right in and discuss um, something that I'm going to be discussing in much more detail this coming Sunday when I teach at Patriot Church here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And that is that I believe, and I've said it, I said it on Tuesday. And by the way, please, if you did not get a chance to watch our Tuesday show, I want to highly recommend. I don't normally recommend too strongly, but this time I recommend strongly that you go and watch Tuesday's show. It's on Rumble. It's on Rumble about um, assessing the subject of revival, assessing what is biblical revival, what are the hallmarks of biblical revival, because we need revival, right? We, need, we all hopefully agree that we need an outpouring of God's Spirit in these last days. We need the light of Christ to break through the darkness. That is ultimately the only hope for our nation and just for individuals who are lost and hurting and broken. But revival must be biblical. And as I mentioned to you on Tuesday, the Lord very much impressed upon my heart to expose the counterfeit. Because whatever God does in earnest and genuine, Satan wants to counterfeit. So we have to be on guard. And I'm really absolutely, I'm kind of shocked a little bit um, at, at the reactions that are going on with what appears to be revival on these college and university campuses. Of course, the biggest one being in Asbury University in Kentucky, which we'll talk about just in a minute. 
But I'm also a little bit surprised. So I'm, I'm surprised, one, that there are those out there that are very skeptical that God can bring revival. I mean, I, I, that is amazing to me because we know that it is prophesied that there will be the outpouring of God's Spirit in the last days. In the last days, God will pour out His Spirit on all flesh. So there's going to be an end-time outpouring of God's Spirit. That's prophesied. Joel chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, and also in the book of Revelation. So this is going to happen, and, and very likely it could be happening right now, because we are in the last days. We are in the end times. We are witnessing, I believe, the final moments of the church age before we go into the dispensation of the tribulation period, the final seven years, and before the coming of the Lord. So we know that revival must come and the outpouring of God's Spirit must come. So in one sense, I'm shocked at those who are saying that, um, you know, where is the evidence? Well, there, there, there is going to be a manifestation of God's outpouring in God's Spirit. But at the same sense, same time, we have to be cautious because there are so many false teachers, false prophets, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. I, I, I covered some of it on Tuesday on our show about Andy Stanley. Last Sunday at Patriot Church, I covered at length about contending for the faith and how it's so critical to make sure that we are contending earnestly, as Jude says in Jude chapter 1, for the faith. And we're on guard for those men that have crept in unnoticed and have been marked before even creation for destruction. But this is what uh, I'm a little bit conflicted with, and that is this. We ought to have not a critical spirit of revival, but a discerning spirit. So how do you, how do you, how do you uh, differentiate the two? Well, a critical spirit would be those who say, no, there's no way this can be a revival. Uh, anytime I see this, it's fake, phony, uh, or they're critical of it because they didn't start it right? They didn't have their hand in it. That's a critical spirit. But to say that we're going to be discerning of revival, discerning of, 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 of those who call something revival, and judging that revival according to what? The Word of God. And that's what we went over on Tuesday from 2 Kings 22 and 23 as one example of the outpouring of God's Spirit. Now, Sunday, I'll also be talking about the book of Acts and the outpouring of the Spirit there. But we ought to not be in either camp. I don't think that we should have a critical spirit, but I also don't think that we should just embrace it without having discernment. Deliverance ministry is not revival. It's a fruit of revival. Healings, miracles, Signs and wonders, large meetings, large people gathering, all of those are simply fruits, potential fruits of revival. Revival must follow a biblical pattern. And I covered that on Tuesday very quickly. I'll review for you. There must be the preaching and the reading and the elevating of the Word of God. Because once the Word is elevated and preached, then the Holy Spirit comes and brings conviction. The conviction brings repentance. That's the second portion. There must be a repentance. 
The third part is that I must then seek to remove uh, from my life, confess and remove those things that are idols, stumbling blocks. And the fourth thing is that then it must be lasting. That if it's truly revival, it must have longevity. Now, we don't obviously know that yet about some of the things that are happening right now as we speak. But there must be the hallmarks. And that's what I feel so burdened to make sure that we understand that we ought to be discerning. It is not unbiblical right now to be discerning of Asbury, to be discerning of these different movements that, or what they appear to be movements. Because all we can go on is based on those who've been there and, and, and what we see on social media. But, um, you know, we, we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And in doing so, just discern. Do we, do we, do we, do we hunger and thirst for this? Absolutely, because we must hunger and thirst for the holiness of God. And that's really what I want to start out with because um, let's turn uh, to the Bible, to the Word of God. I want to start out here very quickly with you as we always start in the Word. And I want to start in, um, let's go to um, Psalms 111 because we're going to talk about the fear of the Lord. I said this uh, last Sunday at Patriot Church. I'll say it again tonight. I am absolutely convinced that the outpouring of the Spirit, again, we talked about there must be an end time outpouring of the Spirit. I believe that we are in the end times. And so therefore, I believe that we are going to witness, if we're not already witnessing, an end time outpouring of the Spirit. That will be what? That will be God's holiness. It will be a holiness outpouring. We have had other outpourings of the Spirit. You know, the, the, the Jesus Revolution, kind of the love mo movement where, and of course, as I said on Tuesday, the love of God is cocooned within the holiness of God. You cannot separate the true love of God from the holiness of God. If you want to love God or have God love you, you must also then be in reverence of the holiness of God. So I believe with all my heart that the end time outpouring of the Spirit will be a holiness outpouring of the Spirit. It will be about God's righteousness, holiness, and that will then facilitate an absolute, renewed, revived fear of the Lord. We need a revival of the fear of the Lord. You want to talk about revival? That's the revival that we need to revive the fear. Because the question of whether revival is breaking out in the church, it, you know, so again, you know, we can ask this question, is revival breaking out? Is it actually happening? Well, time will tell. But the evidence is based upon those things that I mentioned. Again, 2 Kings 22, you can read it for yourself, 22 and 23. But the question at hand is, is there a renewing or a reviving of the fear of the Lord? Because what we, what we are being warned about and what Jude warned about in the book of Jude is licentiousness in the church, that men have come and they are preaching licentiousness, meaning lawlessness, meaning that you do whatever feels right to you and we're going to be affirming of, of LGBT+, and we're going to be affirming of transgenderism, we're going to be affirming of, of, of social justice and wokeism and an alternative gospel. And that is not the holiness of God and certainly is not the fear of the Lord. So let's look at this passage in Psalm 111 
in verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. Now, listen. The Josiah example that I brought for you for Tuesday highlights that they had forsaken the word of the Lord. If you remember that they had utterly forsaken the laws of God, the commands of God, as is our culture in America, as is the next generation in America. We have utterly rejected God. We've lost God. We've lost God's word. So please understand that we have to restore. That's why the reading of the word, that's why the elevating of the word of God is paramount in revival. Now, my understanding is, is that what happened at Asbury, from what I understand last Wednesday, was the fact that they had read some scripture from the Apostle Paul, from the, from the, the scriptures, and then there was a call to repentance and, and, and confession, and that is what apparently has birthed what is happening in Asbury, and I'll talk about it in just a minute. But I cannot be silent on this issue I must bring this caution for us to judge. It's easy to say, oh, a bunch of students gathered and people are coming from all over the place and that's revival. That doesn't mean anything. So the fruit has to be within, within, that, within what's happening and then the longevity. Now again, we can't evaluate the longevity. But we can, what we can evaluate is the contrite hearts, the humility, the brokenness, the repentance, uh, uh, casting off uh, sins and, de- and, 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 and idols, um, uh, casting off the things of the world, uh, a, a renewed commitment. Because the question is, will that hunger last? It's like, you know, when you're really, really hungry and you have an appetite. Well, does that hunger for the things of God last. Imagine if you only got hungry once a month. Well, you're, you're gonna probably lose a lot of weight. You're gonna probably diminish. Your body creates a hunger on a daily basis and that's part of our nature. God created us that way so that we would eat regularly so we can be nourished. We don't wanna overeat, but we gotta have enough to be nourished. You need to be nourished by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, you and I. So we have to have a hunger and a thirst for the truth and the righteousness. And again, the fear of the Lord. So let's look at this passage here in the book of Proverbs. There's tons of references in the book of Proverbs to the fear of the Lord. Here we are in um, verse 12. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. So the fear of the Lord is what? I must then hate what is evil according to God. I want to then turn to another passage. We're going to look at a few different passages here. Um, let's go to Proverbs uh, 19 in verse 23. The fear of the Lord leads to life and he who has it will abide in satisfaction you want to talk about being satisfied in the things of god you walk in the fear of the lord now this and i want to be very clear the word here is not being scared 
The word here is, and, and you've probably heard it before, it's awe. It is, it's, it, okay, so let's, as an example, you see a lightning storm. Um, you, you, all of a sudden, it's, whoa, right? Maybe near your home, lightning strikes. Then the sound, the light, the sound. All right, so you're not necessarily 100% fearful of that. You're, you're not gonna uh, curl up in a ball and, and suck your thumb, but you're in awe of that because you understand that has power. You understand that lightning has power. And if it's, um, if it's power hits you in a, in a way that's not controlled, right? Uh, meaning that electricity has to be controlled. But if that electricity hits you, you're in trouble. You have an awe for that power. And that power is only a glimpse of the power of God. So we have to understand that our God is so holy, so righteous, so mighty, so powerful that we're in awe of him. And that awe, that fear is a check and a balance. It is what keeps us into alignment. The same way as a father. If as a dad, I never discipline my children, Children must have a healthy fear of their parents. This whole notion that parents are just going to be best buddies with their kids and let them do whatever they want obviously would lead to horrible parenting. And we see that in our society. A godly parent is one who instills respect and discipline. Yes, love. Yes, mercy. Yes, encouragement. But also walks in authority that God has given so that that child has a healthy righteous, godly respect of authority and has an awe of the authority of mom and dad. So God is our heavenly father. We must be in that awe of the Lord. I want to turn to Isaiah 32. I'm sorry, Isaiah 33. In verse 6, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. And the strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. His meaning that God's own treasure. So, he, so the fear of the Lord is the treasure of God. It is what he holds close to him. Because again, like, like as a parent, I hold in my heart the authority that God has given me. I, I hope this is making sense. I hope the Holy Spirit is, is, is opening our eyes to this. I hold that authority dearly. I, I, I don't glum onto it. I don't, I don't want to abuse it, but I hold it dearly. Because I know that if I give in and I don't exercise the biblical authority and responsibility that God's given me, then I am not, number one, I'm not walking in the fear of the Lord. And number two, I'm, I am actually uh, leading my children astray if I'm supposed to be a part of discipling them with the Holy Spirit. So the fear of the Lord is his treasure because verse five says, the Lord is exalted for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So God treasures his own fear. God treasures his own awe. God treasures his own authority. And I can go on and on and on. So here's an article, Dry, if we can pull up, 
about the Asbury situation. Let's address this specifically because, as I mentioned last week, the Asbury, this happened in 1970, uh, that we had the uh, previous revival. This is not the first time that there has been what appears to be revival breaking out in uh, Asbury, Kentucky. But the article that I play, that I had uh, on Tuesday, here's that article, the longest church service at Asbury since 1970 has been happening since February 8th. Of course, today is February the 16th. Are we the 16th today, Drya? Yes, we are. Now, here's what is the recent article. Christian University in Kentucky is drawing now pilgrims from nationwide, giving people hope. So I have some mixed feelings about this. Because number one, I get it that this is an amazing thing uh, because um, there's praise, there's worship, um, there isn't weirdness. Like this isn't where uh, everybody's falling in the, slaying the spirits and uh, there's that weird charismatic laughing at times that can can be so awkward. there, th- this is a what appears to be, again, everybody that has been there, that I've watched their videos, I've seen their testimony. We had some people from Patriot Church that have gone there. They have reported that this is genuine, that this is spontaneous. It was genuine. It is, um, so far, praise God, appears that it has not been co-opted by some outside person that comes in and says, you know, look what we did. So no one can take credit for this. And now... There is some concern about the fact that there there has not been more of the preaching of the Word of God. And so I think that's valid. I think that, um, as I said, I believe from what I've read that that's how it started, that there was the preaching of the Word of God. That's why I think that it carries a biblical blueprint of revival. But what I am seeing is just repentance, um, heartfelt conviction, heartfelt laying down of idols, um, students wanting to be in the presence of the Lord. We have to be careful then to then not just let this be an experience. This is why I said that this has got to be lasting, meaning coming out of this, we have to pray that God would use this whenever the, the, the meetings end, that God would use this, not just in Asbury, but in other parts that it's happening. There's, again, reports that it's happening here in Lee University in Tennessee. There's reports that it's happening in other universities in Ohio and other parts of the, of the country. And so, um, you know, everybody's saying revival is coming, revival is coming, coming, God has not left us. I agree, God has not left us. I agree that it is amazing that God is still uh, uh, pouring, desiring to even pour out His Spirit in this nation, given how utterly we have rejected God. You know, that, that is a remarkable thing, isn't it? That shows the mercy of God upon us. But, 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 we have to still make sure that, um, that we don't get caught up in just an experience because, look, um, I don't know if I can even articulate why it concerns me that people are so willing to travel you know, hundreds and, and, and hundreds of miles to go. I, I, I get it in the sense of, hey, I, I want to go and see it. I want to go and evaluate it. Um, 
to test it, okay, I get that. But if I'm going because I need that touch of God, then my question is, why aren't we seeking that where you are? Why aren't we seeking that touch of God where you are? I want that touch of God in my home. I want to be able to have worship in my home, with our family, in our churches. This is not one church, one place. God is omnipresent. Can God not pour out a spirit? Now, okay, I get it. Special touch. This happened before in, in, in Asbury. Um, it's happening again. There's the unique thing there where sometimes God will retouch areas that he's touched before because there's an open heaven, so to speak. But it, 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 um, it, given the state of, 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 of Christianity, given the state of the Generation Z, given what's going on, yes, it's encouraging, absolutely encouraging. But we also, again, have to exercise discernment and pray that this will be genuine, pure, untouched, unblemished. It makes me very concerned with certain uh, prophetic people are wanting to go there and all of a sudden uh, report and say, you know, we told you so. Or So let's just pray that what is going on uh, will indeed carry forth and break out. All I can tell you is the Word of God has predicted. And in fact, let's just turn there and read Acts chapter 2, okay? Let's just do it. The Word of God has predicted. Here we go. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. On my, men's, my, on my men's servants, on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Then verse 19 to 2020 are signs in the heavens which th this is where Revelation picks that up. And then verse 21, it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. By the way, that's another element of this movement. Are we seeing salvations? Yes. Are we seeing people repent, turn to Christ? Yes. Are we seeing people who are Christians turn away from worldly things, their worldly desires to Christ? I believe so, yes, from everything that I've seen. So therefore, we are, and in fact, I watched an, a great uh, uh, podcast or video from a gal that actually went there on Sunday. Sunday, it was very small because it was their, their, their chapel time. But um, as the words got now, the lines are super long and thousands are coming from around the country. And again, I, I have a little bit of mixed feelings about that. Um, this article is saying from all over the world, people are going, so, you know, um, people are coming from all over the world and they don't want to be anywhere else but here. Like, I'm a big Eagles fan and I don't, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. I've been able to surrender things that I didn't even know I would be able to surrender, okay? So, that's good. 
Um, this person says she never said, I never thought I'd see, live to see this happen again in my lifetime, but here it is. Uh, somebody, I guess, actually somebody else who was at the original 1970 revival. It gives me so much hope that this gen, next generation, Gen Z, does not have to be defined by anxiety, but by hope. So, um, an outpouring of the love of God, um, a lot of people are just saying that they're kind of just sitting in it. I think that's one of the things that's interesting is that, again, you're not necessarily seeing these massive signs and wonders, but people are saying that they just are seeing the, that people want to be in the presence of God. And I think that that's the, the, the reflection of the holiness issue, that, that we understand that when we go into the presence of God, it's so holy that you don't want to leave that you want to remain there in that place as long as you can, as long as your flesh can take it. And that's, to me, hopefully a good sign. But let's be in prayer. Let's pray that God will protect His true outpouring. It's got to happen, as Scripture has prophesied. It's got to happen. And this is, by the way, why, according to Acts 2, there will be supernatural signs and wonders. I do not support biblically the idea of being a cessationist, meaning that believing that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased. I believe the gifts of the Spirit are absolutely available for today. I believe that we, in fact, I'll talk about it Sunday, that we have to daily pray for a infilling of the Holy Spirit. Some would call it a baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that every time that I'm slain in the Spirit or that I'm going to jump up and down or 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 or... Uh, you know, prophesy out the infilling of the Spirit means that every day God is pouring into me a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit, a fresh measure of the Holy Spirit, and that will equip me for that day. That will give me what I need for that day. Uh, and it could be supernatural. It could be uh, a prophetic word. It could be visions, as we're told here, uh, dreams. Uh, but, but it could also be just the hunger and the thirst for the Word of God and a hunger and a thirst for reviving the fear of the Lord. So am I living for the world or am I... Here, here's a, this should be a hallmark sign of revival because am I now going to walk in the fear of the Lord or the fear of man? If I truly have revival in me, if I've truly been touched by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the holiness of God, then I should now live for the things of God and not fear man, not lo think, love the things of the world, and not seek to please anybody in the world or anything of man. And this goes for our churches that want to be gay affirming and LGBT plus and trans affirming and social justice warriors and Black Lives Matter and, 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 and wokeism. All of those churches are not walking in the fear of the Lord. They're walking in compromise and the love of the world because for them it's all about how do we have the world think highly of us rather than obeying God and having God think highly of us because we aim to love Him and please Him, and we are servants and slaves, as Jude says, as Paul says, as bond servants of the Most High God. That should be the hallmark of revival. So, um, let's pray, and let's hope that um, this truly is that outpouring. Now, here on the flip side, if this is truly that outpouring, then what does that mean? That we are in the last days. And this outpouring, by the way, shouldn't just happen in America. 
it should be happening all over the world. I, I don't mean everywhere, but I mean in pockets. It, it should be happening in pockets around the world. So we got to pray, but I want to encourage you. This can happen in your home. It can happen in your church. It can happen in your family. It can happen in you. When, when, when I was still lost and not saved and I was listening to that tape I mentioned on Tuesday that had the message of the gospel about the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what happened to me in that car as I was listening to that on that day, on June 1st, 1999, that I gave my life to the Lord? That's revival. The outpouring of the Spirit in that car. I began to weep. I began to mourn. I pulled over to the side of the road because I was crying so hard, not understanding what was happening to me. But that's the outpouring of the Spirit. And it made me what? It made me fall in love with Jesus. It made me want Him that much more. It made me want to serve Him and pursue Him every day of my life that I pray that I've done faithfully for the last almost 24 years. And I pray that I can finish the race as well as I started the race because that should be all of our desires. Let's go to our quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the New World Order globalist agenda to enslave us. Why, by the way, we need a revival and a great pushback. Speaking of the great pushback, please get a copy of our brand new DVD, The Great Pushback. You can order it at tilministry.com pushback. This is how we counteract the Great Reset. This is how we buy time before these events must happen. Because in it, the solution is godly revival. Revival of godly men. Revival of godly women. Revival of godly pastors. Revival of godly families. Revival of godly churches. We need that revival in order to buy time and, 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 and ask the Lord's timing before these end time events are going to happen, folks. I know people criticize me sometimes because they think that I'm, I'm trying to, again, somehow stop what God's doing. No, it will not be stopped. These are events that have been foretold. I believe with all my heart they will happen. What we do not know is the timing. And what I do know is that this year is critical. And you know what I said at the beginning of the year that we have this, this battle going on between the beast system and the kingdom of heaven? Well, guess what? Isn't that what we're seeing? When we see things like Asbury, that's the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven versus what I'm about to tell you after the break uh, about the beast system. And I, and I didn't even go into the break properly, so uh, Dry was waiting for me to talk about other stuff. But okay, uh, again, visit our website, tillministry.com, folks, tillministry.com. Please subscribe to our email newsletter. And then I want to encourage you to check out our events calendar. We are coming to Western Washington. Here you go. Um, on, is this the smaller one, Drya? Isn't there a bigger one? What happened to the bigger one? There we go. Um, here we go. So you see there on the calendar, first of all, this coming Sunday, I'm teaching at Patriot Church. What's not on the calendar, and I'll talk about it in a minute, is our prophecy update. Then um, Friday the 24th, I'll be in Port Angeles, Washington. Uh, Saturday the 25th in Arlington, Washington. Uh, Sunday the 26th in Oak Harbor, Washington. And then uh, Ferndale, Bellingham, Washington on Tuesday the 26th. Um, then we will be looking at 
uh, Eastern Washington and Idaho, both North and, and South Idaho. I'm going to be in, uh, come back to me for a second, please try. I'm going to be in Coeur d'Alene um, and Boise on that trip in March. And then in April, we'll be in Wisconsin and in Minnesota, more than likely. So we'll give you information on that. But please check out our events calendar. And again, if you want us to come to your, to your area, let us know. Uh, email us with that. And then finally, uh, folks, we uh, prayerfully need your support. Oh, I forgot. Sorry, real quick. Sorry, I forgot the prophecy update. I'm all over the place tonight. Here we go. This coming Sunday, we're going to be bringing you part eight of our end time Bible prophecy unfolding before our eyes. Um, remarkable things. Everything from the various, uh, the, the um, uh, trumpets, seal, bowl judgments and revelation to earthquakes to uh, the New World Order's agenda. So look at the time, folks. 6 p.m. in Lenore City, Tennessee, right here at Patriot Church Barn Drive. Go back to that for a second, please. I want to give them the link. Uh, please keep that up. Uh, so again, look at the, we'll be live streaming. TILministry.com slash live. So you can watch it live stream if you're not from the area or please come in person, 6 o'clock Eastern Time in Patriot Church Barn in Lenore City. Uh, finally, if you want to support our ministry, if you prayerfully consider a one-time donation to the ministry, uh, we'd be very grateful. Uh, praise God for that. Tillministry.com slash donate. Um, we need um, to continue to uh, grow our monthly supporters and our donors so we can stay on the air and, and continue to keep the ministry going. Uh, you can make a, a, a one-time donation. If you want to mail a check-in, please make the check out to TIL or TIL Ministry. Um, we, we need to change some wording on our website. we got to work on that. We are moving away from the word project. As you can see, we still haven't fixed that. So it's uh, Truth and Love Ministry, P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. Truth and Love Ministry, P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. And then if you would prayerfully consider, if you're able to, if the Lord allows you to join our Gideon Army of 300, this is our army that is committed to praying for us and then prayerfully committed to, to donating on a monthly basis so that we can budget better and have a good idea of where we stand in our budgeting. Uh, as you know, we brought, I brought my son on part-time now to do all the production, um, equipment and, and, and text alerts and, and internet and all those things that, that cost to be able to do these shows and also allow us to travel. When I travel, I do not charge anything. We do ask for an offering, but there's no guarantee. And so we pay for all that ahead of time. We pay for our airfare ahead of time, all that stuff, folks. So we want to be able to go where the, where, where the Lord takes us. And those are tangible things that you can help us to do if the Lord lays that on your heart. So praise God for every single one of you who uh, watch and are part of this ministry. All right, Dryer, let's go to our uh, prophecy uh, moment because I want to talk about the beast system of Revelation 13. My friend Leo Homan, the prophecy part of this is very important because this is talking about Again, the, the, the one world government or the, uh, what do we call it here? The new world order, right? That's what they call it is the new world order, the great reset, which is what? Which is nothing but the coming antichrist system. The antichrist spirit and the antichrist system is what is the great reset, the New World Order, globalism, is the beast system. It is Satan's coming system. 
So our friend Leo Holman, uh, let's bring that article up, he's dry, leoholman.com, his latest article right here, are you ready to be upgraded to Humanity 2.0? Klaus Schwab and Yuval Harari say it's just a matter of time before you will be. And in discussing at the uh, World Government Summit that is being held right now as we speak in um, Abu Dhabi, the United Arab Emirates, in the Muslim world, in Dubai, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, in Dubai, I should say, it's in Dubai, um, they are hosting this. Uh, this is a statement that Klaus, well, he made many statements, but here's one of the statements that is covered in the article that Klaus Schwab made because they're talking about all of the digital technology, uh, the aspect of chat GPT, open AI. They are talking about um, how they're going to use this new artificial intelligence program to, um, to, to push their ESG, their environmental social governance system and scoring for corporations and governments and individuals. According to the article, this has found this, this, this technology has been found to have built-in biases against white people, Christians, and Jews. There you go. The coming persecution of Christians, uh, biblical Christians, biblical uh, Old Testament Jews, and anybody that's white, white Christians especially. Um, so the uh, let's see here. Uh, they just so they're able to have these uh, themes and parameters with this program. They're able to use it for songwriting, speechwriting, lawyers, uh, of course, the medical field. And they are talking about being uh, people being replaced by these AI bots that are focusing on this. Now, here's what Klaus Schwab said. He said, quote, Who, whoever masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world. What? Wow. Really, Klaus? Thanks for telling us what you guys want to do. So whoever masters these technologies in some way will be the master of the world. You see, last time I read my Bible, there's already a ultimate master of the world. God the Father has given dominion to, to God the Son. Jesus will make the earth his footstool according to Scripture. Satan is temporarily the God of this world the prince of this world, but ultimately Jesus will be the master, Klaus, not you, but this is their agenda. And so, and then um, Harari comes in and talks about, uh, let me get to this section here, Yuval Harari who's talking about, oh, here we go, who's talking about transhumanism. And they're talking about how many people, Harari says, are going to be useless people. Harari responded by saying that the best we could hope for is that these people, the useless people, they will be pacified by a, quote, combination of drugs and computer games. Because as Harari openly admits, it's far more devastating psychologically for humans to feel useless than it is to feel 
exploited. So we're going to exploit humans and they'll get it, they'll go along with that, but we just want to make sure they don't feel useless. And it's a two minute video. Uh, you can watch it in the article where as he's describing the fourth industrial revolution is producing internet of bodies and minds. He addresses the question of useless people who are unable or un unwilling to merge their bodies and minds with artificial intelligence. So if you resist merging your body, uh, with an AI technology and becoming transhumanist, then you are useless according to them and must be dealt with accordingly. Then that goes along with another article, if we can bring up the InfoWars article, please dry up, that was uh, also very interesting, that at the same World Government Summit, um, you have this evil individual, uh, Let's see his name. Let me get to his name here. Professor Arturo Briss of the International Monet uh, IMD World Competitive Center made a disturbing comment while speaking at the 2023 World Government Summit in Dubai. Here's what he says. I totally agree that the world order, see, there's the new world order. Did we bring up the article, Dry, or not yet? There we go. World Government Summit panelist says, major shock will happen to accelerate new world order transformation. And then Schwab, Klaus Schwab warns of a black swan event, which I'll talk about in a minute. So look at this here, go, if you come back to me. He says, I, I, I totally agree that the world order, the way it is built today, doesn't make any sense, he explained. It is not in line with the economic powers like India, Brazil, and Germany. They don't have a massive role in the international order. But to me, the big question is how we are going to go through this transformation. It cannot be gradual. It has to be, has to be driven by a part by a certain shock that will happen. Now, this is the second time that they have said this. They, they said this at the World Economic Forum just last month. Now they're saying it again. They're targeting what they're going to do. They're going to create shock events, including, I believe, we're going to talk about this in a minute, the potential of World War III, uh, war with Russia, war with China. Is that coming? It, 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 is, is World War III, is war with Russia and China looming, not because we need it or can even handle it, but because that's what the globalists want, these shock events, both militarily, both catastrophically. I, I, I think the derailment in Ohio has to do with something about this. I think all of the destruction of, of all the food production, everything they're, I believe they're doing, and, and you can call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but I believe these are all working together for the goal of these shock events to transform to the new world order. Now, what's interesting is, um, again, here's the quote one more time from Klaus Schwab. Our, our life in 10 years, he said, this is the first part of that quote, our life in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected, and who masters the fourth industrial revolution technologies in some way will be the masters of the world. They're telling you, they're setting up the new world order, the beast system, what will usher in the Antichrist, who will be God, he will mimic Christ, and he will then set himself up as God. But what was also interesting is, I believe they're looking at economic shockwaves. Here in a suspicious remark, Klaus Schwab comments on resilience, 
saying, quote, we will be certainly what we call a black swan. So here, here's actually the, the, the quote. World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab says, quote, there will certainly be black swan events amid various historic global transition. He encourages citizens to be resilient, adaptable as he discusses the global outlook of 2023. Now, do you know what a black swan event is? It is usually dealing with economic collapse. That's what it's usually dealing with. It is a market crash, a financial crash, something that will economically crash. Now, COVID, of course, caused that economic calamity unnecessarily. The pandemic caused it, but now they got to bring the next waves in because they're getting ready, folks, for the digital currency, central bank digital currency, and digital ID, along with more world government. Interestingly enough, Elon Musk was speaking, according to the article, and he was warning about the idea of a one world government at the world summit. Of course, given that it's in Dubai with all these Muslims in the audience, he then says that, you know, as the Roman Empire was falling, the Islamic Caliphate was rising and that led to technology and it led to advances in science, which is complete nonsense. The Islamic world had very little to do with uh, technology coming out of Arabia. Uh, the, 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 the environment during the seventh century on was backwards. So when he's talking about the Roman Empire, first of all, there was no Islamic Caliphate at the fall of the Roman Empire. Um, but even with the rise of Islam, it, it, that, that's one of the misconceptions about Islam is, oh, they led to so many scientific developments. And yes, there were certain things that happened at the hand of individuals. It had nothing to do with Islam. The ideology is backwards. It is seventh century evil. Um, there are individuals that are gifted that I believe God inspires to come up with ideas. So here is Elon Musk sticking his ne neck out there to try to warn these elites and these global uh, evil perpetrators to say, oh, um, listen, be careful because, you know, we want to have, you know, world government, but not one world government because maybe it's a good thing that we have various, well, again, Elon, sorry, buddy, you're on the wrong side of what is, is what their goal is. Their goal is to have global governance. Um, now, this is what's concerning about this is that you have, again, these events that are going on. I'm telling you, these shock events is what they're doing. So let's go back again to the, tr the, the train derailment. Remember, we covered that uh, on Tuesday. All of these health concerns that are happening uh, about the train derailment in, in, Pencil in um, uh, uh, East Palestine, Ohio. Here is an article by J.D. Vance, who's the uh, newly elected... Um, uh, did you get that article, Jaya, from the Gateway Pundit? Uh, um, the, no, I don't think you have it. It's okay. A simple demonstration by J.D. Vance shows how polluted the waters are in East Palestine, Ohio, af after toxic train wreck. Uh, what is his demonstration? Let me see here. Oh, because he's talking about the colorful water display is not a photo filter. It is the toxic chemical stirred up with the creek bed. And... Uh, he showed how poisoned the water is, dead worms, dead fish. Um, but again, the concern isn't just what happened there locally. The concern is this plume 
It's insanity, again, that they ordered the release of these chemicals and the burning. As some people said, it's like a chemical Chernobyl that happened in Pennsylvania. And that, that uh, particular one particular chemical um, uh, glums on to molecules, water molecules in the, in the air, and it's carried about. So we, we will not know for a long time all of the regions that were affected from Ohio, probably heading east or south, uh, Kentucky, Oklahoma, maybe here in Tennessee, Lord knows. But then all of a sudden we keep seeing train derailment after train derailment like we saw last year and this year with all these manufacturer plants burning down just you know out of the blue. Another train derailment crews on the scene in Van Buren Township after train derails at least six cars, cars off the track. This is in Van Buren, Michigan. Uh, I think there was some concern, if I remember right, about the possibility of hazardous materials, uh, but only apparently one was carrying hazardous materials. So, you know, again, you could say, well, listen, this is just a coincidence, just like the burning of all the factories, uh, the food production factories, it's all a coincidence. But when these globalists are telling you the things they're gonna do, when we see them culling animals and killing animals, and we see them trying to stop uh, farmers from producing food, um, when, when we see buying up the farmland between the globalists and the Chinese Communist Party, when we see um, the, the, the death shots and the depopulation agenda, uh, when we see that they're talking about financial shockwaves and potential World War III, um, it's very concerning the saber, saber, saber rattling that's going on. Because remember I said to you on Tuesday, Adria, I come back to that image of war with Russia and China in particular, Here's what concerns me about this, this aspect of war with Russia and China. What concerns me is the fact that, as I showed you on Tuesday, uh, th there's going to be more and more evidence. Uh, the Gateway Pundit was reporting, uh, and here's a couple of articles that they were reporting here. Let me get to this here. Um, where is that article that they were posing? Give me one second here. Um, come on. Oh, here we go. China and Germany have joined just, uh, Russia and demand an investigation into Biden's connections with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline sabotage. I'm very concerned as the evidence comes out. Uh, we talked about the InfoWars article last week, I think it was where there was an investigative journalist that believes that Intel sources are telling him that this was absolutely a military operation by the United States deep state. It was planted three months before charge, charges and they waited for the right time to do this. Now, if this is true and if it's proven, that is an act of war. That is an act of war, folks. And they're doing everything they can between the United States, our corrupt government and the corrupt NATO to be able to goad Russia. And Russia has strategic agreements with China, has strategic agreements with Iran. This is, this is going to be World War III if they incite it. And we gotta pray, again, wars and rumors of wars, we gotta pray that all of this will not happen unless it is God's timing for these events. And of course, we're praying that the dispensation of the church will end and that the, that, that the tribulation will be, at least the second half will be for 
the outpouring of God's wrath because God's holiness is being poured out upon people now. That's his mercy. That's to bring as many to salvation, to turn many to him. That's the outpouring of the spirit that we want again. This is God's end time outpouring that we want. This is what we need to pray for. But after that happens, then I believe that it is a dispensation heading into the end times, the tribulation. And the second half of the tribulation is all about God's wrath. Um, all right, let's go to something really cool. Well, it's kind of cool and kind of not cool, but in the COVID fraud sec section here, we're talking about COVID fraud and, 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 and the, the death jabs, right? That, that, that they want to put these death jabs in us, the death shots that is so concerning. Um, this was an interesting article um, that was written uh, by our friends over at uh, Compass uh, International talking about God's name in human DNA. Now, of course, the article was warning about the importance of not taking these shots, or if you've taken any of them, stop taking them, because one, one thing we know without a doubt, it is absolutely proven, is that these are gene-altering shots. Whether you believe they were good, whether you believe they were not good, whether you believe that they're, calling, they're causing all the other stuff and died suddenly, whether... Um, you think they, they'd stop transmission or not stop transition. The one thing that you cannot dispute is that they are mRNA technology, gene therapy. They are changing, they're rewriting DNA. And if they rewrite DNA, that means your DNA is no longer as it was created by God. We're created in the image of God. Now, sometimes through our sinful nature and through the corruption of the flesh, DNA gets corrupted naturally. We have birth defects and DNA issues. But this is intentional. This is not accidental. This is intentional. So the article talks about that uh, it's very cool. In fact, I'm going to play a one-minute video of this young man that does a good job of explaining this, but that there are over 100 trillion cells in each person's body. Therefore, God's name is written inside every human being 100 trillion times. Why? Let's watch this one-minute video of this young man talking about this um, dry eye for ready. Let's cue it up and go. Make sure we have audio. Proof of God, part four. God's true name is recorded within our DNA. So let me go ahead and explain. Our chains of DNA contain four nucleotide-based pairs called inanine, guanine, thiamine, and cytosine. And then there's a unit within the DNA strand called a sulfuric bridge. This sulfuric bridge holds our entire DNA strand together, and it only appears after every 10 nucleic acids have been laid down, and then after every 5 nucleic acids, and then after every 6, and then again after every 5 nucleic acids. So we get this repeating numerical value of 10565 within our DNA strand. Well, it turns out the biblical name of God, Yahweh, contains the same numerical value as our DNA strand. yod heh vav heh 10, 5, 6, 5. What's even more interesting is that if you take the Hebrew name of God, Yahweh, and place it on its side, you get the image of a human being. Part 3 of this video series suggests that DNA is a language. Many people were wondering what God made the language of DNA. Well, it's signed by the biblical God, Yahweh. Proof of God. Wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? And isn't that absolutely true and, and, and corresponds with Scripture? Yahweh is God-breathed, God-breathed life. What did God do with Adam? He breath, breathed his life into Adam uh, in the garden. 
And so um, this is so important. I'm going to be talking about this a little bit in my prophecy update on Sunday because in just like the days of Noah, so shall it be before the coming of the Son of Man. We know in the days of Noah, Satan tried to corrupt human DNA. We now, I believe 100%, the same thing is happening. These demonic globalists are wanting, at the behest of Satan, are, are wanting to corrupt, corrupt human DNA. And so um, I love this image. Yahweh's name is in our DNA. Do you have that image drive that we made? I love this. Let's end with this. Yahweh's image is in our DNA. His name is there because, as the video points out and, and the article uh, points out, um, you have this sequencing and the sequencing in the Hebrew, because in the Hebrew, the, the letters, um, uh, uh, the Hebrew uh, letters correspond to a number and vice versa. So that number 10, 5, 6, and 5, in the Hebrew alphabet, it's assigned a, a specific um, uh, letter. So the number 10 in the Hebrew alphabet is Yud. The, the, the number five is hey. The number six is vav. The number five is hey. Yud hey vav hey, as it said in the art in the in the video, is Yahweh. How amazing. And so, folks, this is why we make sure that we do not want to corrupt our bodies. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let's take care of it. Let's pray that God will protect us through all of this insanity that they're trying to do to kill us off. Um, but praise God that he has written his name on our hearts, literally our DNA, a hundred trillion uh, times, a hundred trillion cells in our body is crying out that we are created in the image of God. We are image bearers. So contend for your faith, contend for the truth of the word of God, stand your ground, pray for that revival, folks. Pray for that revival. We need it. It must come the outpouring of God's Spirit breaking through the darkness, but it's the end times, and we're praying that this will be a, a, a holiness fear of the Lord. And I just wanna encourage you, please walk in the fear of the Lord. I'll be talking about this Sunday again, 8.45, I'm sorry, 8.30, 10.45, Patriot Church. The fear of the Lord, we need it. Revive it, Lord, revive it in us. Thank you for your support. Again, check out our website, check out our donate page, check out our Rumble page, check out our calendar, order our DVDs, whatever you can do prayerfully to keep this ministry going. We're going to be committed to speaking the truth in love. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. Thank you. Have a blessed weekend. We'll see you um, next week uh, for our show. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian saying God bless you. Have a great night.